If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started all right welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and in today's episode we're going to be talking about another right of the personal bill of rights that we're going to have to continue with uh as soon as possible. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about right number 30, which states the following, I have a right to make friends and be comfortable around people. Now, why is this recognition important? Why is it vital? Why is it? does it matter to have the right to make friends and be comfortable around people anyway? Well, the truth of the matter is, that narcissist, any type of abuser, any type of self-centered, egotistical, insecure, toxic person would do, be it uh, a parent, or both parents, um, a boss who is insecure about their employees, a toxic friend, or even a romantic partner, what they would do is that among among the, stra- the strategies that they will implement to make sure that their victim uh, stays around and never leaves, sort of, is to make sure that they constantly, repetitively, and on a constant basis gaslight them and control them and make them submit to their control and their manipulation to basically stay like unconditionally stay and unconditionally give them the attention and power and admiration and validation that they always want despite their constantly changing uh, expectations and their deeply wounded um, unhealable insecurities so how do they isolate people i remember once i talked in an episode before about 
about my ex-narcissistic boyfriend who one of the things you would do is he would trivialize uh, going to this social club where a lot of our friends would meet and we do have a lot of fun. We play games and we go there and we talk and it's just it's a really nice time to spend. He would tell me, like, he would trivialize the idea, making it sound unnecessary, basically, and that the people there are, you know, harmful and toxic and not really uh, fun to be around, but it's more fun to be around him, and I should be appreciating his company, and I should stay longer with him because he provides that company unlike they do, unlike the way they do etc etc and it's not just once like every single time i asked him like or i even suggested that we go because it's been a while and i really miss my friends and i want to see my friends i tell him he tells me the same thing over and over again so it seems like to to him that is effective and successful in terms of isolating me away from my friends and to make sure that i only uh stay around him and accompany him it's like he's taking my right of making friends and being comfortable around people away from me. Now, and I'm repeating it exactly how it is because that's what happened. And I'm pretty sure you might relate to an extent of this story. Um, it, the same thing happens when you have toxic parents who tell you, like... Uh, who make a fuss about you visiting anybody, even an extended family member, um, just to even say hi or like uh, give them gifts or something, just to pass by and just say hi. Like they will make you feel very, very guilty if if basically trivializing the idea doesn't matter and you still insist on going they will even call you and i had this happen to me like when i one a few times before i stayed around this again narcissistic cousin of mine but i didn't really mind her toxicity as much i just enjoyed swimming and getting too tanned but anyway um so i stayed a little too long almost a week and I really had fun because we had a lot of activities to do and stuff. But um, what she, what my NM would do is that um, she would call me. And um, honestly, I did not have, I didn't even have the memory of calling anybody at the time. Because my in my mind, like I think I really want to spend this vacation alone. Like not being called or disturbed or made to worry because i haven't called anybody but as soon as i come home like i'll tell them everything and then that's what i was planning to do that's what i had in mind but apparently the plan should not work like that and uh it shouldn't work in my interest obviously my nm narcissistic mother what she did was she called me in panic and she told me how she lonely she felt like without my presence and that I should be there and she I should be calling her and telling her that I'm fine and telling her that I'm doing okay and that um, my my cousin's family are saying hi to her and she's hi she's saying hi back 
And my job was to basically deliver the highs and buys <laughs> and everything. But most importantly, what she wanted me to do is to just call her because she felt lonely and she was the only one. You know, that's because I'm already alone at home. All of my siblings are away. So that would make sense for her. And that, and that would be an ideal excuse for her to call me in panic mode to make me freak out and to feel guilty over the fact that I left her for too long and now she's feeling guilty. I mean lonely because I haven't called her for that long. And so it made me feel ashamed of myself and guilty over going in the first place. And now I'm staying too long. And why I should have, why, sh why should I even stay any longer? I should probably go home as soon as possible because she's feeling lonely. And all of those thoughts happened to me, unfortunately. All those thoughts were running in my mind again and again and again. And again, why? Because it's easy. The answer is pretty fucking easy. It's because I was programmed to feel that way for the longest time. And so all the guilt, worry, and shame that I felt was pretty damn predictable and pretty damn normal. So what I did was I came back home the next day, actually, and she was never happier. My NM. Um... And not only that, but a lot of, a lot of times when I asked her to even visit like my aunts, my aunts, or like uh, an uncle of mine, or just when I tell her, like she would just be mad and be upset and just never really like show any kind of um, empathy or feelings that she misses them or anything like that. She's just cold, like really cold. And she either gives me the silent treatment and tells me, like, go do whatever you want. Or she she literally, like, fuss, make a fuss about it and tell me, like, um, this is the last time you'll ever go. I don't, I don't ever want you to go there, okay? Like, don't, don't even tell me you went there the next time. Because if you do, you will be punished. You will be grounded. And so I got threats like that, and so what I did was I went frequently, but then I never told her because I'm tired of her threats and her uh, manipulation and, and taking me as a gullible, uh, useless, naive person. So yeah. So she wanted to isolate me that way, and she got me feeling like I'm in a fucking cage without having the right to visit anyone. And I broke the rule. I just went and I didn't give a fuck anymore because I was tired of the bullshit and all the crap. And what happened with my ex-boyfriend, of course, I broke up with him. And I talked about this in the episode, dating a narcissistic, having a narcissistic boyfriend or something like that. I don't, I forgot the title. Sorry. But anyway, you can, you can, uh, you can basically listen to the whole episode there, so... Yeah, it's just to let you know. Uh, how this happens in a toxic friendship situation is... Okay, so inspired by TikTok videos again. What I noticed happen is that there's a very, very, very predictable and similar pattern and dynamic that happens. Is that, for example, you buy a new dress and you're going to a prom. And you show your supposedly called, so-called best friend 
who supposedly cares for you, your dress, your new dress, or your new outfit. She makes fun of the outfit, obviously. She tells you, like, uh, it doesn't go with your skin tone, or it doesn't match your body type, or she says something like, um, you're too dark for it, or it'll fit me better because I'm white, or something like that. And then uh, she'd say something like, uh, if you insist that you like the dress or outfit, then she'd say, oh, okay, then fine, you're not going with us anymore, or you're not part of the group anymore, or we're not friends anymore then. So it's like they play this game with you, like you either choose, you have to make the choice of either wearing the ugly dress that you bought, or that you keep being friends with them and forget about the dress, or maybe even give it to her because it fits her better. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> a lot of shit happens. But then, um, so like when they tell you those comments and they judge you like that and they criticize you like that and degrade you like that, they'll tell you things like, Oh my god, I'm just being honest. Like, don't take this seriously. I'm just being honest, and I'm saving you from the embarrassment. They'll say things like that, you know. Um, I'm trying to be a good friend here, and I'm really trying to show you how much I care for you. And I and you, I know I love you. You know I love you so much, and I wouldn't want you to go there with all of the embarrassment and people looking at you really weird. And honestly, like, um. I really, I'm, nobody would care to have you as a friend anyway because I'm the only one who literally cares about you and I care about your feelings and I care about how you feel. So if you want to be my friend, you you better not wear that dress. And they're saying things like that and you'll be mind fucked. You'll be mind fucked and mind blown by how, by how freaking just selfish, self-centered and absolutely insecure these people sound like. And it's just because like that, you know, it just gives them the power to put you under control and to make you submit, basically. And they'll make you feel uncomfortable around people other than them. You know, they'll tell you these things to make you, to gaslight you and to make you question yourself and your reality. But most importantly is to make you feel really weird, embarrassed, and uncomfortable if you ever be around any other people other than that toxic friend. Or imagine this situation. For example, you finally decided to not give a fuck about that friend, that toxic friend, and you wore that dress anyway. When you come in the event, like when you show up, they will not hesitate to humiliate you and they will not hesitate to make comments on you in plain sight right there in front of you, but also, obviously, addressing you as a third person, not addressing you directly. They'll even go to cute boy and they'll start flirting with them, but then they tell them, oh, look at her dress, you know, she bought it herself, what do you think? And then she'd say something like, Oh my god, I didn't think that you'd say that because I thought that it wouldn't fit her uh, color tone because she's too dark for it and that color doesn't fit her. But it would probably fit me better because I am uh, so much lighter or they'll say things like um, because I'm much skinnier than her or she, because she's too chubby to fit in that dress and I would fit in that dress better because I'm much skinnier and my body's hotter than hers. <sighs> so yeah, 
It's just they they take the right of you making friends and being comfortable around people away from you, and they dare to even question your own independence and your own mind and your own independent thoughts. And they dare to make you feel like a freaking loser and a freaking useless person because of how bad you made them feel about themselves when you didn't do anything. I even saw TikToks where like a girl would try to take a selfie or smile and the other one was like, God, can you stop doing that? Like, can you please stop fucking doing that? Like, everyone thinks you're better than me or you think you're better than me. And Oh my God, like, can you stop doing that? You're so fucking ugly. You don't look good. Or another one who said like, um... Can you smile? And then she smiled and then she was like, the toxic friend was like, why are you trying so hard? Like, why are you so trying so hard? And then her friend was mad and she was, she was confused and she said, are you, are you literally mad that I only took a picture with you? And then she was like, she went crazy and she said, this is for him. Like, you know, I like him. You know, you know, this is for him. Like, why are you trying so hard? Like, why are you fucking trying so hard? And the girl was utterly confused and utterly in shock that she didn't say a freaking word. And she was screaming and yelling at her just because she smiled. And she obviously looked better than her, maybe. But <laughs> things like that, like, they're just so immature. And they show you how immature and honestly so insecure those people are about themselves. And yet they always want to make sure that you are the the one who's insecure. And at the end of the day, you're the, you're the one who's stealing their boyfriend. You're the one who's stealing everyone away from them. And they're the victim. And they're the poor people who, who are always trying so hard to get that boyfriend. But then you take it away from them because you obviously are a thief. And you have to take responsibility for what you do because now you're punished. And you're supposed to be punished because you deserve it. And so shit like that, you know, and they just take your right of making friends and being comfortable around people right away from your eyes and, and they play with, like, they play with your mind and they play these games with you and make, make sure that they win and make sure you never win so that they gain that control and that gain that supply and they gain that fuel that they need to keep functioning. Otherwise, they'll throw you away and go look for someone else to supply them. So, yeah, basically. What happens in a boss workplace situation is that... Usually, I think, uh, what happens is... Either a colleague will make sure that they steal friends away from you... And make sure that the spotlight is always on them. Or at times when there's a break time and everyone is supposed to gather and have lunch together. But the, bo what the boss will do or the CEO or basically the supervisor will do is they will come along and they will separate everyone. And they will tell them you to eat together at this time. Sorry, you two eat together at this time and the rest eats together at this time and the rest and so they divide them like that and they know who to put together like they know whom are good friends and whom aren't so the the people they select are obviously well selected 
for their own interests and for their own advantage because they like it, because they like the control and they they like for people to uh, not make good friends and not be comfortable around people but be uncomfortable around the people who make you feel uncomfortable. Like they make you eat lunch at work with someone you're not really open up like you with someone you're not really opening up to and someone you're not really used to understanding basically but you're close like your close friend is a colleague you know they're they're put with someone else who's also uncomfortable with her and she, with whom she feels uncomfortable and she can't really have fun eating lunch with so yeah you know um It's just the way that these toxic people would do these things to make sure that they're taking control of everything and that you submit and that you are gaslit and that you stay obedient to them. Otherwise, you will be kicked out. Like, that's the game they play. You'll either obey the orders or you, you'll... You'll go walking on the highway. It's their way or the highway. And you have no third choice. Um, so yeah, you, I, everybody has a right. Everybody who's healthy. I'm excluding all the fucking narcissists out there because fuck them. Everybody who is mentally sane and fighting with all this narcissistic shit has definitely the right To make friends and be comfortable around people despite the abuse and despite the narcissistic supply that they demand. And have the right to avoid toxic relationships and avoid being uncomfortable with those who make you feel uncomfortable. Okay? Now, I just have a small remark I'd like to make real quick. It's the fact that I noticed... (laughs) Lately that I've been cursing a lot in the personal Bill of Rights episodes, I am kind of sorry, but at the same time not sorry. Usually because it's that I'm ranting over the fact that there is so much shit going on that it's so annoying. And like wanting and having to speak up about this makes me want to curse a lot because of the anger that I have, unfortunately, and because that I want the message to be delivered, you know, as raw as it is, you know, just take it, just take it as it is, please don't, don't make the curses, the insults, I'm not insulting you, but I'm like, the cursing in general, just, uh, disturb you and make you quit, just, just take the content as raw as it is, you may feel anger, you may feel uh you know resentment over what i'm trying to say but it's because of the cursing i know it might be bothersome and annoying to a lot of you guys but please i'm just trying to deliver to deliver this content the way i'm feeling so like there's a lot of mixed feelings here and it might be hard to even deliver this content perfectly clean sometimes But I just find that I just, I mean, cursing is really, really comforting and is something that has been part of me for the longest time. So, (laughs) 
So it's just to let you know, um, I really, really hope you enjoy the content I'm posting anyway, regardless of me cursing or not. I really, really want to make sure that you get something out of each and every single episode I make because that's my purpose. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to share uh, my personal experience and hopefully you can relate so that I don't feel so alone in this. And I mean, we got our backs basically. I mean, man, definitely, definitely talking about these topics is definitely hard and challenging and it's deadly to even talk about these topics, but I mean, because of a lot of principles and whatever, but um, I'm here to talk about them anyway because I... wish that there's someone who could relate and who could understand what is happening a lot of times like we question and we wonder what's going on and we don't understand so at least if you get this just consider it as a set of information that is passed on to you you might want to take it or leave it that's your personal choice totally but um so yeah, just don't take the cursing too seriously. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. So yeah, everyone who's fighting through all the abuse and through all the narciss- narcissistic <laughs> uh, emotional um, exhaustion and drain has the right to make friends and be comfortable around people. And friends who are genuinely gonna be friends with you and who want to be with you because of you they want to be with you because they love to be around you you know um they will genuinely be happy for you whenever you're sharing a good news but they will also seek to listen to you and not try to make make up or talk about a worse problem than the one you're trying to confide in with them about so um because then you'll feel useless and then you're just you're gonna regret talking to them so finding a friend who is gonna be really there for you in the thick and thin is something to truly treasure and to really keep regardless of the trauma and emotional abuse going on so yeah um and be comfortable around people like be comfortable around those who won't embarrass you or judge you or criticize you over being yourself or doing the things that make you feel comfortable not farting and burping obviously all the time but i'm just saying like um there is something called intuition And when intuition is hitting you hard and it's killing your stomach and you're feeling really bad about staying with with this person, you might as well leave. Find an excuse and just leave because that intuition never fails you. Trust and believe in your gut. When you you sense that something dangerous is... uh, Wait, what? When you say... When you sense that something... 
Oh yeah, I said it right. When you sense that something is dangerous, no. When you sense that something dangerous is coming, you will know for sure and your intuition will warn you about it. And you won't have to be so confused and hesitant about whether to stay or leave. You might as well leave as soon as possible because if you're feeling like your energy is being drained and you're being sucked like your soul is being sucked out of you you might as well leave and keep it keep it within you man just don't just don't let it leave you okay and being comfortable around people whom your intuition feels really really nice around and those people who make you and allow you to be yourself with them and those are the people with whom you can be comfortable around and of course, of course, it's those people who l- will love you for who you are, will encourage you to become a better version of yourself, but will also support you in your worst, uh, like, states, and um, will be there for you in thick and thin. A friend in need is a friend indeed. So yeah, like... You, when you find that person there and they're truly doing their best to be there when you actually need them, then, you know, stick around them. But if you are going after those who leave once something bad happens to you, and pretend they didn't know what's going on, like, just break contact with them because they were never good for you anyway. So, yeah. Make good friends. Make genuine good friends who are gonna love you and wanna stay with you for who you are, not wanna change you, not wanna criticize or judge you, or feel insecure once around you because those are toxic. And be comfortable around those who are also authentic with you and who appreciate you for who you are. Okay? You have that right. Remember. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where where you'll find my podcast available, like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.